0: What is going on guys? Welcome to the IC- ICAA Today podcast. Uh, it's just a little podcast I decided to put together for you guys um, just to kind of talk about the league, what's going on, uh, preview games, talk about players, etc., etc. Um, I'm excited that y'all are a part of this league. Uh, it was a dream of mine to get this thing going. Uh, so we got a, a list of things to talk about in this podcast. So hopefully... I'll get to do more of these in the future. Uh, if you guys like them, we'll keep putting them out. Um, just have to be patient on when we put them out because it's a one-man show, like I've told y'all before. Uh, just be patient with me and we'll get this thing rocking. But first, what is the ICAA? So the ICAA is something that I've wanted to do for a while um, to do like a college sim type deal to bring three different sports into one league, uh, something that has never been done before that I've seen. Uh, I've seen college sim leagues for basketball and for football. Uh, you don't see any for baseball. There's probably a reason why, because it's baseball. But you see all these other sim leagues for college or pros or whatever, and then never one league that incorporated all three sports. And I was like, let's give this a try. So here we are. And now we get to be an AD if you want to. You get to be a player uh, for one Two or all three sports, if you want to, you could be a coach um, or just a fan in general. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that y'all have trusted me with this, and the league has grown so much. Um, starting back in season one, uh, with our first football season, we had six teams. Uh, it was Florida State, Mississippi State, LSU, Georgia, UCF, uh, and Auburn. And we had a a good you know first season. We only played five games, I believe it was, uh, no conferences or anything like that. And Georgia ended up winning the championship that year. Uh, shout out to Demart at uh, that squad. You know they lost I think the first game of that season, and came out and uh, went undefeated the rest of the way, and pulled out the victory against Auburn, who I believe if I'm not mistaken, Auburn was the three seed going into that. Uh, that tournament um, with Georgia playing UCF and UCF only winning I think one one or two games that they won two games that year and took Georgia to overtime, I believe it was, and you know, with poor clock management, I think UCF could have won that game in uh regular time. But unfortunately they did not. Georgia did and then Georgia went on to beat Auburn, I think it was twenty four seventeen. Uh, that was a heck, heck of a the year. Um, then we went to the basketball. We added six more teams. We created two conferences: the ACC and the SEC. Um, just with the fact that where I'm from, the SEC is dominant, and the ACC is, you know, the, the closest thing here. Uh yeah, not really around the Big Ten much or the Big Twelve. It's just usually the ACC or the SEC. Uh, then you got your sun Belt, whatever. Nobody cares about the sun Belt. But uh, we had a great basketball season. Um, met the championship, Notre Dame and Florida State. Florida State actually got in by the chin of their chin-in-chin-chin chin, and made it all the way to the championship game against Notre Dame. I think that game went to double overtime, if I remember correctly. And Notre Dame actually ended up pulling it off, winning the chip. Um for all you Notre Dame guys that's in this league it, those guys are dedicated to Notre dame um I know we got some proud teams uh in this league with Notre Dame i it's probably one of the better uh better support fan bases in this league uh, right there along with Pittsburgh and a few others maryland uh so I shout out to those guys and then. Went to baseball is not really a uh, season that people look forward to. Uh, it's the last one on the docket. Uh, not many people know much about baseball or understand baseball or whatever. Uh, but it was something we wanted to try. We wanted to try baseball. We wanted to get it in. Um wanted to see uh, if we wanted to keep doing it. And baseball was shockingly, or I say shockingly, it was surprising to me how competitive it really was and how you guys actually got into it really well. <clears throat> and uh, that, that excited me to want to do more baseball, but um, looking at ways to making the season a little bit shorter while playing the same amount of games. That way uh, we can get baseball done quicker because I know it's not the most popular sport around. It's pro- I, I know it's the least popular sport in our, our sim league, but uh, we want to continue with baseball because it was so much fun to watch, especially when it came down to playoffs. Uh, Notre Dame, I know they dominated after getting uh, beat by Oregon week one. They dominated the rest of the games and came out and somehow went flat-footed in the playoffs. No idea how that happened. They went flat-footed, but Maryland Terrapins ended up playing LSU, which LSU, the only reason LSU got into the playoffs is they won – the SEC championship game and no idea how LSU pulled it off, but they ended up pulling it off and then came out, lost the first game. And then it was just a ride from there, but Maryland ended up actually pulling off winning the, yeah, the college world series final two games to one over LSU. And from there on, I mean, LSU has been good but Maryland. Those guys are dedicated. Um, Their AD, Jihar, is definitely a dedicated AD. That dude puts in work. Uh, So definitely shout out to those guys. I mean, they, uh, they put in their part, came out, and they won the chip. And now we're in season two of the ICAA. We're in the football season, and we just had week one. So let's talk about week one. First game, Pitt, Maryland. Let's talk about Pitt, Maryland. Pitt came out firing. Those guys, I don't know what it is. Um, Basketball's kind of flat. Baseball's kind of flat. But this football season, those fellas have came out stomping. Uh, Maryland, they really couldn't get anything going. That defense was legit. Um, Pitt's quarterback came out firing at all cylinders, and they ended up beating Maryland by a lot. Next game we had UCF and Maryland, or excuse me, UCF and Auburn. This game was really close. Uh, I think the final margin was like a 13-point difference or so, 14-point difference. But when you watch the game, this game was really close all the way until like the fourth quarter. So I think UCF can be a team to watch carefully. Uh, I know they lost their starting halfback, like, third play in, um, which is a bummer. Even though UCF doesn't run the ball very much, they're a very heavy pass team. You saw that, that their quarterback threw 63 times in that game. Um, But, yeah, UCF, I think, is a little bit tougher than uh, what it was. This game was a lot closer than the final score. Auburn just out-mustered their way and dominated. Ian McClintick is that fella right there is he's good um we'll see how far auburn can go with him but next game oregon and mississippi state this game um me personally i'm the ad for mississippi state and this game was a tough game to watch i think we scored in the first quarter and then we didn't score again till the fourth quarter and it seemed like oregon all they did was score um this game was ugly. Oregon won like 56-10. to 10. Uh, Don't like talk about this game much. We forgot about it. It's on the next game, Oregon. We'll see y'all in the playoffs, hopefully. Next game was Kentucky-Notre Dame. And how I said Notre Dame is a passionate fan base, Notre Dame has been talking so much trash about these first two games. First game came out with the Kentucky. Um, game was a lot closer than I think Uh, Notre Dame wanted Kentucky was able to run the football They like running the football You could tell in this game That they uh, They wanted to Ground a pound With the quarterback With the halfback They They really came out swinging But Notre Dame Ended up pulling it off I think it was like A seven point game Going to the next game We had Georgia And Michigan State Georgia uh, The guys they recruited To bring in Those guys have been talking smack DeMar doing his best to control them guys I guess but putting in work as well with them and well let's just say the defending champs were stunned uh don't know what happened Michigan State came out I guess George was looking for an easy game thought it was going to be an easy game because Michigan State's not one of the uh higher priority teams in the league um Baseball didn't do much. Basketball was kind of shaky. And so I guess Georgia was looking just right over Michigan State, and Michigan State came out and beat them 21-7. Uh, it was quite a shocker. Wasn't expecting it. it was probably going to put a damper, uh, damper on their season. Georgia's really got to work now to you know, keep that playoff contention alive, keep them going. Uh, and then the last game we have is Florida State-LSU. This game – Florida State came out, gunning. LSU worked their way back. It wasn't enough. Florida State came out and won that game. Uh, came out, and won the game, and I mean, Florida State—they're going to be a team to. They're going to be a team to watch for sure. Um, I know that. My wife is the one that actually runs Florida State, uh, as far as their AD, and. She's been pretty quiet. I know she finally got on Discord, and she's been pretty quiet. But she she is pretty dedicated when it comes to her Seminoles. And you can tell after a disappointing football season last year where they – I don't think they won a game at all until what we call the toilet bowl, and they finally got a win. Um, I think she's coming out for, for vengeance this year. Uh, but actually her player, one player of the week, by you guys voting uh, – Cam Tilly, quarterback, went 25-30, 279 yards and one touchdown, uh, along with uh, 28 rushes for 82 yards. Uh, Had a broke tackle, but uh, getting the week one stat leaders, Uh, I'll just hit you off with the top stats for each guy or each position or group. Passing-wise, we'll go by yards. Just passing yards in general. I don't have quarterback ratings right now. Working on that for you guys. So, um, But top passing yards is Steven Santos from UCF. Not many people are surprised uh, if you watch the game. He threw the ball 63 times. Completed 42 of them. Had 405 yards with two touchdowns and two interceptions. Rushing. Now this is where that Oregon game, I keep trying to forget, but it keeps coming back. Um, going by rushing yards again, Ryder Chisholm, halfback for Oregon. He had 19 attempts for 134 yards. He averaged seven yards a carry. And when you're having seven yards a carry, uh, looking at the list right now, there's only two players, him and Ian McClintock from, from Auburn, the quarterback. When you're having seven yards a carry, good things are happening when you touch the ball. He had one, uh, one touchdown, four broken tackles, zero fumbles. Uh, Right behind him, we also had another guy hit triple digits on running. Uh, That's Juan Cena from Pittsburgh to halfback. He had 25 attempts, 101 yards, uh, no touchdowns. We had a broke tackle. So, uh, again, Pittsburgh is a team you're going to have to watch, especially with Oregon and Pittsburgh playing this week. Um, That's going to be – I'm watching that halfback position for that game. Receiving, we're going off yards again. And somehow the top two guys out of yards – come from the same squad i don't know how that happened um but they just did the number one guy is you're going to have to forgive me when i say this Ayamed aodale notre dame he had five receptions for 83 yards uh averaging 16 and a half yards reception zero touchdowns 26 yards after the catch now, a lot of time actually, in these stats when you see them the links in our discord for Um, The spreadsheet, sometimes you'll see the yards catch more than the actual receiving yards. So what that means is they caught the ball, say, in the backfield, ran the ball to the line of scrimmage, and then that's when it started counting for actual yards. But the yards of the catch is after when they catch the ball. It doesn't matter line of scrimmage or not. So he had 26 yards after the catch, no drops. And the second guy was Cason Eldon uh, from Notre Dame. He is I think he also signed right before football season, so good to see him getting in there, a new recruit. Uh, He had five receptions, 68 yards, 13.6 average, one touchdown, 34 yards after uh, the catch, one drop. Defensively, um, defense, we don't have many defensive guys. So I'll give you the top guy for right now. We only have three defensive guys in the league. Hopefully we can get some more guys in that are all about defense, um, but right now the number one guy, and probably just for the fact that he's a linebacker. Linebackers always get good stats, um, but he had, his name is Damani Cox, middle linebacker from LSU. He had nine tackles, nine solos, uh, one tackle for a loss. Uh, LSU, you know, they, they lost to Florida State, but that's going to be a tough LSU team to beat. I mean, you If you watch that game, they battled, they fought. Kick returning, there's only four guys that kick return. Number one is Dylan Martin. He had three kick returns for 68 yards, averaging 22.5 yards uh, off kickoffs. So he, he's putting his team in position. And then punt returns, well, we only got two guys. And right now the top guy is Ryder Chisholm uh, from Oregon. Three punt returns for 35 yards, averaging 11 yards. I mean, a little bit of yards make a big difference. <clears throat> so, I mean, definitely – definitely good to keep an eye on that and speaking of players um one of the guys 80 for Notre Dame is actually putting out a Heisman watch now each week um you guys should check that out in the league media content uh he he's really fired up about the league he's excited he's wanting to make stuff for the league and I hope more people want to make stuff for the league but look at his Heisman watch list um I trust his list. The one guy he's got uh, right now is Oregon's uh, running back, Ryder Chisholm. He says he's the clear, absolute number one favorite. And right now, I would say, I wouldn't say clear, absolute front runner, but he is definitely the front runner right now. Um, And I would say the only reason, because the guy he put second, Auburn's quarterback, Ian McClintock, that guy um if you watch him he can do it on the with his arm with his feet that offense can move when he's got the ball in his hands uh always gonna be a very tough outing if he gets on a roll i think the highs is going to come down to the very last week between probably one of these two guys um uh, could be different it's way early in the season it's only week one but so far those two guys look really good um Number three, he's got quarterback Steven Santos. Even though with the loss, he's got him in third. because um, he went forward to his 63. Uh he's got the green light to throw the ball. Uh this guy, Santos is gonna be a guy to watch. Uh hopefully UCF can take his production and turn it into wins. Because if they can't turn his production into wins, um I don't know how much longer Santos is gonna be on this high on the list because The honor mentions he's got right behind him. Those guys are something serious uh, who can put up numbers and teams are winning. Uh, Honor mentions were Cam Tilly, quarterback for Florida State. uh, Wesley Garber, quarterback for Pitt. Wesley Garber is a guy that I'm going to be watching closely this coming up week. Um, His person, actual real life. He won our... Uh, bracketology back in March and so his player has got an advantage because of that. That was part of the stakes. Everyone agreed to it. That's what it was and that, his player is going to be someone to watch, especially uh, coming up with Oregon so uh, it's going to be a good week. And then Notre Dame wide receiver, Amid o- Aodell really looking forward to him uh, right now leading stats it's going to be exciting now we'll preview week two real quick, um, before we kick it out kick it out of here. Uh, first game, six thirty Thursday, Florida State Mississippi State. Uh, this is the battle of spouses. Florida State coming hot off a win against LSU in a prime time. Mississippi State coming off of a dreadful loss in the middle of the day, still trying to forget it. I think Florida State is going to come out hungry wanting to prove themselves from last year I I just you guys had that game uh, Florida State predicted to win Oregon Pitt at 6.30 on Friday night this game this game is going to be a good one I believe um, I think right now Pitt is predicted to win uh, looking at the who you got, right now it is Tuesday at 8.25 who you got? Yeah, yeah I've got Pitt to win 6-3 to three. Um really shocked like someone said earlier in, in the Discord how this was Oregon was being picked upset. Uh, so we'll see. Next but twelve o'clock Saturday, Maryland UCF. You guys have got UCF winning this game. Um I think this I don't count that Maryland team out yet. I think Maryland's gonna come out with a fight. Uh I think they just had a slow start. That Pittsburgh defense is legit. Um UCF is going to come out swinging. They'll have their halfback back, hopefully for more than three plays. Uh, If they do, maybe they can get him involved with some of the running. Uh, Possibly, we'll see. Then at 2.30, you've got Auburn at Michigan State. Auburn coming out with a win. uh, Week one against UCF. Michigan State coming out with a win against Georgia. Um, You guys have it 50-50. This game kind of circled. I think Ian McClintock is gonna do his thing. We'll see if that triple option that Michigan state has can uh, make some noise uh catch I don't know if it's gonna catch him off guard but if Auburn sits back and watches that option unfold, I think they will i think they can come out on top, but they've gotta watch that option because that option can be very tricky uh it's six o'clock thursday night l s u Kentucky. First off, shout out to Kentucky's AD. Uh, He is from, I believe, Brazil. And that man is dedicated to this league, uh, putting in work for Kentucky. They come up just short against Notre Dame. You guys, though, have LSU beating Kentucky. I think LSU is going to be a uh, tough, tough match against Kentucky. Kentucky. The one problem I have with Kentucky, though, I want to root for them so bad, but the one problem I have with Kentucky is they're going into Death Valley at 6 o'clock, and by the time that game gets in the second quarter, second half, it's going to be dark. And Death Valley at night is a hard place to play. Uh, I hope Kentucky can do it. I think it's going to be a really good game. We'll see. At 8 o'clock, prime time. This game, there has been so much chatter with this game. Uh, So much talk. Between these two programs, so much trash talk. Uh, This game has been circled before the season even started. Notre Dame got the win against Kentucky. Georgia took the shocking loss to uh, to Michigan State. Georgia looking to try and bounce back and get the dub. Notre Dame looking to continue with their trash talk and beat Georgia. So... The real question is, who's going to win this game? In the who you gots right now, Notre Dame is predicted to win this. Six of y'all believe that uh, Notre Dame is going to win this, 66% of y'all. I think it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a night. It's going to be a prime time. I expect a big turnout for this game. Uh, I'm excited. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, first off, the team to watch this week. You know, discussing the games. Who's the team that I think you should watch who's going to be probably the hot ticket? Uh, I really think uh, just watching week one, seeing what's going I want to watch that Pittsburgh team. Pittsburgh came out firing against, Notre Dame, or against uh, Maryland. I want to see if they can keep it going. Uh, Pittsburgh, I haven't had a lot of success in the past with uh, other sports, but these guys have been kind of quiet. Um, but week one, they looked like they were ready to just straight up, you know, prove somebody that they were good enough. I think in the preseason rankings, they were almost last in the preseason rankings, came out firing against Maryland. I want to see what they can do against the number one team in the league, against Oregon. Um, I think that game is going to be a barn burner. Um, watch out for Pittsburgh. The team I think needs a really really big week to kind of make up for it. Uh, I believe is Georgia. You know, the reigning national champs came out flat footed in my opinion against Michigan State. Um, we'll see what kind of adjustments they can make to be a better team this week against Notre Dame. They got a tough Notre Dame opponent, number two in the in the league right now. Um, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, hopefully, they look a lot better than they did against Michigan State because against Michigan State did not look very good. Um, They need a bigger week this week for sure. Uh, But that's, that's all I got for you guys. I'm excited for this year. Um, Playoff rankings. You know, we got just your regular rankings come out right now that everyone looks excited over and get to debate on who's where and what, but actual playoff rankings, and you'll get to see a preview of what the bracket will look like, who's out, who's in. Uh, week five, after four games on week five, you will see the first playoff rankings of what uh, the computers think, who's in, who's out, based on based on who they've played, how they've played, etc., etc. Um, I have... A couple of ways I keep up with this, um, and then I combine them to get what we have as our playoff rankings. Um, so the countdown of the playoff rankings are here. Uh, six weeks, then we have conference championships. See who all can get three wins. At three wins, I believe uh, we're probably going to do bowls at three, depending on who makes the playoffs and such. Uh, I don't know if every team will make a bowl game this year. We'll see. Uh, depending on what the ADs talk about, um, I'm thankful for my ADs. They put in a lot of work outside the league. Uh, I can't thank them enough for what they do. Uh, if you see an AD, give them a shout out. Um, we are going to have a, just a little announcement. We're going to have a new AD, two possibly two new ADs coming along for basketball. We're looking for our 14th AD. We already have a 13th. Um, I'll announce him later, Uh, but we need a new AD, Uh, just a few team, our team, but league needs. Uh, Looking for more content creators, people who can put out stuff for the league like this, or like what Phillip's doing with uh, the house and watch, Uh, just to to liven up the league some. Uh, Looking for people who can put in just a little bit of work, graphics, whatever, um doesn't matter whatever you think the that would better the league hit me up my dms i'm always open it may take me minutes to answer uh busy work at a sawmill trying to make better content for you guys with a family whatever um but hit me with the dm whatever you want to do we'll make more content make this league even better get more people in here uh, I'm thankful for each one of you guys and the roles you play in this league. Uh, and I'm excited for season two. And hopefully we could put more of these podcasts out. If you like this, I'll put more out. Um, react in the Discord, whatever. Uh, but see you guys later. Peace.